Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. It's the Garnet Trust Hour on your home of the Gamecocks. 107.5 The Game. And welcome in to today's edition of the Garnet Trust Hour here on 1075 The Game. Tyler Head and Chris Clark along with you. Today's special guest from the Gamecock baseball team, catcher Cole Messina. Cole, thanks so much for hanging out with us today. How are you doing this morning? Doing good. Doing good. Uh, excited to have you here. Excited to talk a lot of baseball. It's been a very good season for the Gamecock so far. And uh, you guys are in the midst of a... Uh, Pretty tough slate of games coming off of a little bit of a rough weekend against Auburn, but uh, now setting your sights on a Winthrop tomorrow night and uh, ultimately a, a good Kentucky team this weekend. Am I on, Tyler? There, there, yeah, there you go. go. Now we're on. We're switching mics on you there again. You, uh, you say catcher Cole Messina, but now almost a jack of all trades. Anything anything you can't do, that, that's actually one of the questions. We have questions flooding in for Cole from social media and from GamecockCentral.com, um, and that was actually a common one. There was some form of joke of, like, what can you not do? Are, are there any positions that you really can't do that, that you would just not do? I mean, I'd probably – no. Mm-hmm. no. Um, I, I don't know. I definitely don't think I can play shortstop. <laughs> no shortstop. Probably not center field. What about a what about pitching? Nah. Can you can you run it up there? I don't think so. No. But other than that, now have you played just about every position at some point in your baseball career? Because I feel like when you get to college, you've probably played a little bit of everything, right? Well, yeah, definitely. Like, have at least tried it. I'd say because I mean, your freshman year, you're trying to find a spot in the lineup, so you're just kind of taking reps everywhere and figuring some stuff out. So. All right. So tell us about your experience over the weekend changing positions like how, how that came about what did you think of it how did you feel out there well i mean i felt fine but then whenever <laughs> it came to saturday and i was actually starting at third base <laughs> i got a little nervous i have to say but i mean it felt fine it wasn't bad not not unnatural unnatural a little bit yeah yeah, I'd yeah. Say. You're more used to being behind the yeah definitely as of recent i mean i played third base in high school and stuff but I mean, not at the college level. So third or first, what would you prefer if you're not catching? Probably first. I feel like you get more action over there. Yeah, well, you're I mean, involved on every, pretty much every play. At pretty first. much everything. Yeah. yeah. Um. Best pick off a guy off first or throw a runner out at second on a steal. What's what's the better play? We saw Frenchie pick somebody off this weekend. What do you prefer? Honestly, I mean, it just depends on the game, like what the situation is. Like, I mean, I thought French's back pick was the highlight of Sunday's game. Yeah. I mean, the camera wasn't on me, which it shouldn't have been, but I mean, <laughs> I was going bananas, which I usually do. Maybe watch the game, but um, so I think it honestly just dictates like what's going on in the game and what's happening. Yeah. 
you do you do have some outstanding celebrations and it's kind of funny because like you're like a low-key guy you know you, you're not all wild and and all you know super demonstrative but like your celebrations are what like what what is that do you have like an alter ego that comes out honestly like i was telling someone the other day like i don't know what happens <laughs> but it just happens and when it happens it it really happens yeah, it, it, yeah i go it, all out it, it, it gets sure. pretty intense Sometimes the jersey comes off. Yeah, I, that was bad. <laughs> so you look back at it later and you're like, oh. Yeah, that no. wasn't probably not a good idea, but it's all right. Nah, it was perfectly fine. I mean, there, I mean, there's nothing wrong with getting caught up in the emotions of the game, right? No. It happens. No, not at all. All right, so let's go off the uh, off the diamond a little bit, Cole. Um, we got plenty of baseball to dive back into. I want to look back at this weekend a little bit, kind of what that meant. Obviously, look forward. You guys have a... It's always a tough stretch, but a tough stretch coming up in SEC play, kind of banged up. Um, so I want to get your thoughts on baseball. But let, let's go off the field a little bit. Um, what do you like to do when you're not playing baseball? I like to hunt. I think that's, I mean, that's pretty much all I do when I'm not playing baseball. What? What's your What's your preferred catch? Deer, like duck, dove, and right now I'm trying to kill a turkey. <laughs> any, any, any good stories? Probably not good for the radio, but we've had some good stories. Can you give an edited version? Seems seems like that might be hard. Uh, my brother had to go to the hospital one time because my dad was messing around with his buddy and threw mud in his eye. Hmm. So, and that's pretty. It's like a funny one. I'd say nothing like crazy stories. Yeah, yeah. As far as trophies go, what do you got hanging on your wall? Um, I got like a nice eight point on the wall. He's right above my bed. But other than that, nothing too crazy. Tell us how you got to South Carolina. And this, this obviously does loop in baseball a little bit, but look back a little bit on the recruiting process out of high school. I know it's pretty unique for baseball players, but how, how did you end up here? So Sawyer Bridges' dad, mm-hmm. um, Coach Bridges, he was my coach in high school, and he kind of reached out to Kingston and Coach Current, the recruiting coordinator at the time, and just kind of mentioned my name and stuff, and they invited me to a camp and wanted to see me up close, so came to a camp, um, talked to the coaches, really liked the field and everything about South Carolina. It was my dream school. And then they just came and watched me play in high school because of Daniel Lloyd, who played mm-hmm. here yeah. two years ago. Um, he was pitching and stuff, so, I mean, they were always watching him and, I mean, they got to see me, too, and then eventually they just offered me, and I committed here. It was kind of a no-brainer. It, it was a pretty easy process. What, so South Carolina was your dream school. Did you grow up, like, in a Gamecock family, or was it more of, like, you know, you just grew up watching the baseball program or some of both? No, I mean, my house is a split house. My mom is uh-huh. a graduate, I mean, a graduate from Clemson. I mean, she's a diehard Clemson fan, and then my dad is obviously a South Carolina fan. And, I mean, I always just grew up cheering for South Carolina for every sport. I mean, I never really... Like, I always wanted to, like, make my mom mad. <laughs> and, I mean, obviously it paid off, but... But she's, she's still a, a diehard Clemson fan? Football. Football. Oh. What do you think of that? It's all right. It's all right? Yeah. I'll yeah. let her have her fun. And <laughs> growing up being a South Carolina fan, what are your uh, memories of the national championships from, you know, a little over a decade ago with the baseball? Well, so I definitely remember watching them, but I think the coolest thing... So we have the state fair comes to Charleston, where I'm from, and I have a picture with me, 
my brother who's also coming here, my dad, and Scott Wingo from the fair, which I think is pretty cool. So you, you're probably what seven, eight, nine, something like that. I mean, shoot, the first national title game was in, or national championship win was in 2010. So you were born in what? 10, 11, 12. 03? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Seven, yeah seven, seven, seven to nine years old. Seven years old. Wow. Like I said, we got a lot of questions also from uh, GamecockCentral.com forums as well as tri- Twitter, and we will bounce back and forth uh, with Cole between some off-field fun stuff and some baseball stuff. And if you've got questions, Tyler, can we take some questions on the Firehouse Subs text yeah, line as absolutely. well? Yeah, absolutely. Text in 803-404-6100 for any questions as well. Do you get call? Here's one from Bo Duke on uh, GamecockCentral.com on the Insiders Forum. Cole, do you get called Funky Cole Messina often? Seems like a lot of people are. Yes, it's obviously the older crowd, I'd say. <laughs> yeah. And my mom's always told me that. But, like, I don't know. I just, I never really fell into it. That, that. That's probably that started like younger though, not even this year. I feel like it's really taken off this year too. Yeah, it's definitely started. Um, follow up from Bo Duke. Well, it's unrelated, but I see you're always chewing gum and blowing bubbles. Uh, are you a double bubble or big league chew guy? Double bubble. Double bubble. How many? What? What is it? Whole pack or like what? What you got going on there? It's like two pieces at a time, and I can get up to like fifteen pieces again. Fifteen. So you ju- it just keeps growing. Oh. Like I need a little bit more. Like at one time? No, 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 no. Okay. No, no. Okay, okay. 15, like, like 15 different pieces. Though. Okay. No. That could blow like, like the biggest bubble, well, like I a hot th- air balloon. I think about like Big League Chew, when you first start, it's like concrete at first. It's very hard. And I can't imagine having to like do that with multiple pieces. With some serious jaw strength. Yeah, 15, I guess so. 15 pieces at once. All right, got some more. Qu- Actually, we got a comment here. This is pretty cool, Cole. Uh, Matt Sellers, Matt Gamecox on Twitter. Uh, you are his eight-year-old son Sully's favorite player. How about that? Um, pretty cool. So shout out to Matt Sellers and his son Sully. Sully says hi to you. He's also a catcher, and he wants to be called Little Moose. Um, or little, Yeah, Little Moose. And he does the double dance like Moose, Petri, Brewer, and others when he gets a double. So he is taken after you. Um all right, tell us about the devil dance. <laughs> Ooh. That one. That What's the genesis? I got a question about it in a press conference, and I had to say next question, so I'm going to have to say next question again. Okay, <laughs> all right. That, is that also an unsafe topic? That is, Probably. An, that is an unsafe topic. Can you at least tell us who came up with it? I did. You did? Okay, I'm not surprised. <laughs> yeah, that that is an interesting one. All right, Brian Baker, the Baker B on Twitter. I want to know what your favorite baseball memory is as a kid. Um, I don't know, I've hit some like pretty cool home runs in high school. I'd say. Yeah, I had a pretty co- a pretty cool one against Dutch Fork. We ended up losing the game, but my sophomore year, I think that was probably like my coolest memory. By pr- by, pretty cool home run, like distance situation. Uh-huh. It was, I think we were down two in the bottom of the seventh. It was a game, like, tied the game up and sent us to extras, but we ended up losing, which sucks. But <laughs> I take that back. I think playing my brother in high school. Yeah, yeah. I think that was the coolest memory. Yeah, yeah. I'd say. Do you, um, who, what's your pro team in baseball? Do you watch a lot of pro baseball? Uh, I watch a little yeah. bit, but the Mets are my favorite team. Oh, ooh. 
Ooh. What? What's with that? I don't really know. You I just like kind of picked them? I like Pete Alonzo. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's fair. You know, that was actually, Pet. we were talking about Petri uh, before we came on the show. That was actually his comp out of high school from Perfect Game. Yeah, they, like, trained together and stuff. Pete, and, really? Yeah, that's what some people don't know. It might be why he's so good, but. <laughs> that might have helped. I don't yeah. know. Yeah, Pete Alonzo, pretty solid. So you just kind of like Pete Alonzo, and then you're like, I'm going to like the Mets? Yeah, I just yeah. like Pete Alonzo. I think, like, uh, I think some of the stuff he does is kind of weird. I think he's a little odd, but, I mean, I think he's a really good player at the end of the day. What if he switches teams? I don't know. Still, I say, <laughs> You'll you, figure that you I'll just, figure it out then. You just kind of overlook the whole Florida thing with him, right? Yeah, definitely. Just, just overlook that. Well, do you have, we know your celebrations get interesting, but do you have any weird, like, like things that your teammates are like Cole was weird because he does that no you don't have any like superstitions oh, no I have superstitions but I don't think they're they're not weird, weird. No. it's pretty normal what are the superstitions some guys have them some don't I feel like more people have them but like when I show up to the field I have to shower before okay. we do anything uh chew gum <laughs> uh, can you step on the line no uh, no basically. it doesn't really matter Okay. Like I, I don't really like look into it. I always take my medicine an hour before, like my ibuprofen and stuff before. Okay. Like an hour before. If you catch every game, like on a weekend, like how does your body feel? Like pretty terrible. Like the beginning of the season, yeah, it was it was bad. But like as the season's gone on, it's not. It's not terrible really? anymore. Yeah, like my body's kind of gotten used to it. Oh, okay. I was wondering if it would just like catch up you know with you and, and get worse as time went on or i guess you become a little bit more yep. used to it, like you said all right we'll keep a conversation going on today's edition of the garnet trust hour with cole messina on the other side here on 107.5 the game it's the garnet trust hour on your home of the game Cox. 107.5 the game and welcome back into the garnet trust hour here on 107.5 the game tyler head and chris clark along with you Special guest today from Gamecock Baseball is Cole Messina. And uh, Chris kind of asked this question a little bit before the break there in regards to the f- fatigue of being a catcher over the course of the weekend. Uh, kind of over the course of a whole season as the years go by, how much wear and tear does catching do on your legs and knees and, and whatnot? I mean, I think it does do a lot, but at the end of the day, like, we're always working out, getting treatment. So, I mean, your body definitely feels better, which is good. It's like you can make up for it. We were uh, talking off air. And- uh, don't worry. I'm not going to get you in trouble. But there were some, um, some interesting calls this weekend, right? So, just generally, when you're looking at baseball, like, <laughs> I don't know. I, I feel like, uh, so let's go to the pros because we can't get you in trouble because we're going to talk about pro baseball. We're not even going to talk about college. I feel like uh, some of the new rules that have been put in, pitch clock, do you feel like that sometimes can distract from the game, like making actual calls or just the flow of the game? Yes, sir. Like, I definitely think, like, like I saw Cody Bellinger went back to Dodger Stadium and got a pitch clock violation when he got a standing ovation. <laughs> like, it just takes away from, like, the moments. Yeah, like have a little bit of wherewithal. Just a little bit. Like That's... when the dude from the Pirates, um, was it Drew Maggi, mm-hmm. 13 years in the minors, right? So he comes up for his first at bat. Um, and the ump, like, stepped out of the box. It's like, let's let this guy have a moment. You know, everybody's cool. Like, 
I don't know. Some of the umpires oh. are kind of making it about themselves a little bit. I now. was going to say, I think they learned from the Bellinger thing. Like, yeah. maybe we need to address this a little bit differently. So in that situation, like, okay, we'll step out, kind of give him his moment so that doesn't happen again. So it's kind of a, a learning and adjusting process, I guess. Yeah, and then, I mean, so in the in the college game, I can't, Tyler, or one of y'all might remember which game it was, but we saw uh, the umpire ring up the player to end the game on a ball that was – 10 feet off the plate B- because it, because the player like questioned the previous call so he just rung him up i mean it was like come on man yeah, that's definitely like not how this game should go which sucks because i mean they they do have a lot of power at the end of the day yeah yeah so nobody nobody comes there to watch the umpires they want to see people hitting homers and stuff <laughs> by the way y'all have hit a lot of homers this year um so kingston has said that I, I, I don't want to misquote him. Maybe you remember the quote. Most improved player, I think, in the country, he said. We also had someone write in here on uh, Twitter responding to our uh, que- throwing questions out there for you, also saying that, you know, he felt like you were the most improved player in the country. What do you attribute that to? Like, how have you taken this big of a step forward? Um, I definitely just have to say my coaches. Yeah. I mean, I mean, they've thrown, a, like, a bunch of work into me. Like, we've, we've put in a bunch of work together. I mean, we they have all the confidence in the world in me, which was good to like go into the season knowing knowing that like I could just be myself and at the end of the day whatever happens happens. So I mean I definitely have to give it to them, but like at the end of the day I think it's just like work 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 ethic and like how do you respond to like failure and how you go about it with Did did you anticipate the level of power and home home run numbers? First of all, let's just start with you individually, like I know you believe in yourself, your ability and everything, but are, are even you a little bit surprised by what you've been able to do with that? Yes, sir. Like, I'm, <laughs> I'm definitely surprised. Really? I, I'd have to say, like, me and my buddy talk about it all the time. We're like, like, I, I, I don't know. Like, it's, <laughs> it's, it's fun. It is, but yeah, it's, it's crazy. I'm glad, I'm glad it's happening though. Are you, what, when you're hitting, what is kind of your general approach? So l- let me say something that Ethan told us. So Petri in uh preseason he wasn't hitting very well i mean he couldn't hit anything to just be honest i mean he said the same thing so i don't feel bad about saying it but he talked about how monty um talked with him about swinging downhill and how he's just kind of kept that and this really helped him um i mean what when you're up there batting kind of what is your approach like do you see a pitch and you're immediately this is one i can hit out or is it just going with it I think it's definitely just like going with it and like because I think I don't know like for me personally I think if I think like oh hit this pitch out mm-hmm. I'm gonna get out like, <laughs> right. it's just how it goes like right. my dad's always said that to me like don't think about it just do it type thing mm-hmm. but I think the biggest thing would just be like like early in the count obviously like when like the pit, the bat just starting like just like ambush like just trying to hit the ball like super hard mm-hmm. that's what i learned this summer summer ball like one of my my roommate this summer was just like don't think about like oh i'm gonna hit a fastball hard here like oh i'm gonna hit a curveball just think like ambush whatever comes and then if it's not your pitch just take it and move on yeah so i think that's kind of like the biggest thing for me is just just like the mental cues how big has uh monty lee been for you guys in in his first year here first year back here no he's been awesome i mean coming in i was super excited because i mean he recruited me in high school so i was excited for him to come in but 
with him here now, it's I mean, it's been it's been amazing. I'd have to say, like, I mean, just like what he pours into us every day, like he puts all of his time and effort into us. I mean, so do the other coaches. No, yeah. nothing to them. It's just like, but it's it's been really really fun. So, you guys on a, a weekly basis are going to face really good pitching. Even even before y'all got into conference play, there's a lot of good pitching you face. But certainly in the SEC, you're going to be going against Skeens and from LSU and all the Florida arms. And then you're used to it because you see the guys that y'all have in practice every day. But how much more comfortable are you facing that level of pitching compared to last season? I was definitely like nervous last year i'd say just because i mean you're a freshman yeah i mean it it is what it is but like this year i'm i'm obviously a lot more confident like in myself and i feel like i'm just having fun yeah i think i'm just super confident because i can have fun and like like people see me like i wear crazy headbands and so i mean i'm i'm a lot more confident this year i'd say yeah 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 well and i think that's um that's been something that's been impressive not only about like what y'all have done done it against great pitching you know i mean hitting for average taking walks um hitting homers out and then i mean like you look at ethan he goes up there as a freshman against skeins and he's just mashing up what a 100 mile an hour fastball pretty crazy yeah i mean he he is insane and it's fun to watch what I, what, what makes him so good you think i don't know it's just just natural he's just yeah. he just does it and I get the best view in the house on deck. I, <laughs> I love watching him hit and take your bats. It's, yeah, I mean, it gives me a boost of confidence. It really does. And I mean, he's he's a great dude. That's what's sure. what's the what's the next step for you? Like, you can take this like a long long term or even short term because I mean, plenty of baseball left to play this season. What do you want to continue to do? Whether it's defensively, offensively, to kind of continue to move your game forward. I think it's just like to do whatever the team needs, honestly. I mean, I'll worry about my like self goals when it comes to off season time, but like there's not a lot of time to change anything right now. Like you just gotta <laughs> do whatever the team needs and do it to the best of your ability. Yeah, I'm glad you mentioned that. I mean, you've you've stepped in and done what the team's team needs, hitting, playing first, playing third. Um, y'all are pretty banged up right now, but I, I felt like that win on Sunday against Auburn in game three. Didn't win the series, obviously, but you guys are banged up. You come from behind again, and, and you pull out that win. How big was that, just emotionally, psychologically, however you want to take it? I mean, I think it was huge. At the end of the day, I think it showed everyone, like, we're willing to fight. I mean, it does. we don't need to have our best nine guys out there every game to, to win a game. So I think it was huge for us, and I think it just showed, showed everyone what we're about. We'll have more with Cole Messina coming up next on the Garnet Trust Hour here. Tyler Head and Chris Clark on 107.5 The Game. What we're talking about on 107.5 The Game. Sponsored by Love Chevrolet. And welcome back into the Garnet Trust Hour here on 107.5 The Game. Tyler Head and Chris Clark along with you today, a special guest from the Gamecock baseball team, that being Cole Messina hanging out with us. Uh, for the next uh, couple of segments going until 11 o'clock here on 107.5 The Game. And, uh, you know, it's been a great season for this baseball team so far. And obviously you guys got off to a, 
really hot start to start the season. But, but I go back to the series against LSU, and I can't remember who said it um, in one of the, the press availabilities, but, you know, we had talked to that point about, you know, South Carolina has to face this team and that team, and South Carolina is welcoming in number one LSU. But, but somebody said, and again, I can't remember who exactly it was, that, hey, wait a minute, LSU has to face us. And you go out there, you dominate in that first game, win it 13-5. to You nearly win the second game, gets away from you there in those last couple of innings. But that proved to, I think, a lot of people nationally that South Carolina was definitely a force to be reckoned with, you know, from a national championship perspective and certainly from, you know, a postseason perspective. But, you know, at what point in the season did you guys really start believing, like, yeah, we're that good and teams are going to have to look out for us? I mean, I definitely think that at the end of the day, like everyone believes in themselves in the preseason, and I mean, you're with a, with each other every day, like you're always hyping each other up. I'd say, but I mean, so I don't really know like when it ever started per se. Like, I mean, we obviously had a good preseason. I mean, preseason and like beginning of the season, like non-conference schedule. So I definitely think like the confidence is just like kind of stuck with us, and I think we bring it to the field every day, which is good. And I mean, you can ask anybody around the program, like. We're super confident in ourselves, and we have fun. And was there was there a particular game that maybe helped like reinforce that? Does that make sense? Like a particular game, particular series win. I mean, Tyler mentioned the one at LSU. That was a little bit later. I kind of feel like you're actually on the field participating. So tell me if I'm wrong. Like the Clemson series, I thought was a pretty big one, right? Because you drop game one. Come from behind up in Greenville, Carson Hornung with the home run, your homer. That seemed like a pretty big one to get kind of established, like, the course of the season to me. Yes, sir. Like, I definitely think the Clemson one was a huge turning point. Honestly, the Florida one was. Yeah. I think, I mean, we go to Vanderbilt, sadly drop two games there. And, I mean, I think the Florida series just kind of showed everyone, like, it's okay. Like, (laughs) we're going to be okay. Yeah. So, I think it was good, though. What's the uh, the biggest uh, that one got away from us? Was it the game at Clemson, the game one? You still won the series, though, so. Eh. But was it the LSU game, game two? Didn't get to see game three, unfortunately. Was it that Clemson game, or was it maybe one of the Vandy games? Um, I'd definitely say the LSU game. Yeah. I mean, I mean I'm not trying to, like, dog on my teammates here but like oh sure no, no yeah i mean i mean i th- i think we could have won that game but at the end of the day we didn't and yeah so we just gotta go back to work and which we did and then we went to who did we play after lsu i forgot who we played but well florida was after lsu right the the, the series not right after it though no so vanderbilt vanderbilt, yeah, vanderbilt was. was between them okay yeah vanderbilt but, but then y'all rebound obviously with, with vanderbilt well um so i mentioned the clemson game home run and Kind of sounds silly. I'd kind of forgotten about that briefly. That that was awesome, an awesome moment. Um, have you so have you seen the clip on social media, um, of the Clemson dugout after you hit that home run? No, no, sir. Really? I haven't. I don't think I've seen. Okay, that we're gonna go back and find that during the break. <laughs> they weren't happy with your uh, looking at it, uh, admiring it. It'll be all right. Yeah, it'll you'll be just fine. Yeah. But that does lead us. To one of the questions from Twitter, Brave Redcock, and I believe let me let me double check this. I believe Brave Redcock has the uh, 
Twitter profile picture is actually the double dance. So that is phenomenal. What is the optimum amount of time to watch a home run fly before entering your track? How do you make that decision? I think it dictates the game. Okay. I feel like the Clemson game, that was a big home run. And, I mean, it definitely dictates the game. I think if you're losing, like, obviously, no one really wants to watch that one. But, <laughs> but I think, like, I think that question would be better for Gavin. I think Gavin has the home run trot down. Well, good. so we asked Gavin about uh and i i thought maybe you had seen the clip of your home run against clemson because you said that you had seen some clips on social of some of your swings like the extension you get and everything gavin admitted that uh which homer was it tyler do you remember i think it might have been one of the clemson uh home runs he he hit two in the home game right i believe yes he um he said he had watched it like 20 times (laughs) he admitted are you surprised by that no sir (laughs) i'm not i mean that kid I mean, he puts in the work, so I mean, he deserves to watch it twenty times, so he can keep watching them twenty. You times. think he analyzes also his like, not only the homer and the swing, but like, all right, how was my celebration? <laughs> Is it on on a one to ten? <laughs> That's funny. Um, I don't know. He probably he, not. He, he seems like he he thinks about it a good bit. I mean, he definitely does. He definitely like does it in the mirror at home and practices the, it, the but, kiss. Yeah, and, the, and the chef's that, kiss. But. There was one time, so he. He was coming around to score. I think I can't remember if it was from like second or third. And I think he's so used to the kiss now when he's going to home plate, he like started it. I swear. Oh. I swear he started to do it. Like he started pulling, and I think he had to catch himself. That oh yeah, that's not the time. I, I didn't hit a home run on that. That's funny. Yeah, it's pretty outstanding stuff. All right. Uh, some other questions we have. So everybody has been asking some form of: Is there a position you can't play? How are your pitching skills? Yeah, we don't. We already kind of covered that. You said you did not want to play short. That's that's a no-no for you. I think I'd be nervous. Definitely would be nervous if I was playing shortstop. Yeah, I don't I don't blame you for that one at all. Um, would you consider wearing a blooper Braves headband? I'm going to go ahead and say you're probably going to say no to that because you're a Mets fan. I mean, definitely say no. I mean, it's the Philly fanatic when it's sticking, sticking for a while, so... <laughs> Now, now, before uh, Pete Alonso got to the Mets, I mean, was there any other player, players you particularly followed or any other teams at that point in time? I mean, I obviously like the Braves, I mean, close to home, but, I mean, I never really had, like, a, a true team that I kind of cared about. So, I mean, it's kind of cool to watch the Mets and kind of have a team to follow along. We also have, okay, this one just came in less than a minute ago, and I have a... I don't know about this one. I'm going to ask it. It's from Evan Stone. <laughs> Evan wants to know what your favorite type of milkshake is. Oh, man. Hey, Evan. Um, Evan, it's, it's the medium chocolate milkshake from Sonic. Okay. Me- <laughs> I like how the, there's a okay. size even. He, he like, knows what my favorite milkshake is. He's okay. just being funny. Okay. You ever mess around and get a large? Uh Sometimes. Depending okay. on the game. Yeah. I figured there was some kind of behind-the-scenes context that we know absolutely nothing about. Uh, another Twitter account here. This is phenomenal. You, you have an even bigger fan club than I, than I knew about. Funky Messina's Headman. Oh. It's an actual, do you know that one? I have not seen that one. Okay. I'll well, go check it out. You have it. Uh, what's the story behind the Headman? So tell us the history there. So opening weekend, 
my hair was like pretty long, which everyone knows. So I needed a headband. Yes. And I've I lost my only two black ones. So I was freaking out before game three, and I was like, I need a headband, I need a headband. And one of my buddies was like, here, just wear this one. And I was like, oh, God, like, this thing is hideous. <laughs> like, people are going to judge me. And then Wimmer looked at me, he's like, who cares what people think, man? Just, like, go be yourself. And, I, I mean, that stuck with me kind of ever since then, which was good. Yeah. I think that kind of, like, kind of told me to, like, be myself, which is, I mean, brought out some crazy things. Yeah, it season. opened the door for all these celebrations. Oh, yeah. Well, shout out Braylon Wimmer. We appreciate you, uh. We appreciate you doing that. Tyler, uh, we got a few more questions from Cole. Shout out to Miss Hopkins96 on Twitter. Um, our friend Miss Hopkins, she has some questions for Cole, but maybe let's get those on the other side. Yeah, we'll hit those on the other side. And, of course, we got to talk about food before we let them go. That's a staple of the Garnet Trust Hour. Well, that is one of the questions. Okay, so perfect. natural transition. All right, we'll hit that on the other side. You're listening to the Garnet Trust Hour. Today's guest, Cole Messina, here on 107.5 The Game. It's the Garnet Trust Hour on your home of the Gamecocks. 107.5. The game. I'll try to be next one. And welcome back into the Garnet Trust Hour here on 107.5. The game. Tyler Head and Chris Clark along with you. A few more minutes hanging out with Cole Messina here and uh, we've got to get into the most important topic that we love to talk about here and that is food. I believe Chris has a question coming in from some of our listeners about that. It's Mrs. Hopkins 96 on Twitter. Thank you for listening all the time uh, here on 107.5 The Game. Alright, she loves Cole also, like everybody. Uh, so several, she actually has a baseball a life question and a food question. So we have three right. different categories. Let's, let's start with food. How do you eat your steak? Did you hear me? Yeah, yeah medium, medium rare. rare. I just said that like four times. Yeah, <laughs> I like my steak medium rare. Medium rare. Okay, very nice. Uh, have you been to the establishment right over here to have a steak? Halls? I have been. Outstanding went place. one time this year. It's where all the... Uh, all the magic happens in oh, Columbia. Yeah. It's good. Outstanding stuff. Are, are now, are, do you fancy yourself a cook? Like, are you a good cook? I'm getting there, I'd say. You're learning? Put a lot of work into it. Who was it that we heard was a really good cook? I think Hicks was saying. Doesn't Hicks um, read with Austin Williamson? I think he said he was a good cook. I think that's right. Yeah. What, what? What's your specialty right now? Or Well, maybe you don't have a specialty, but what do you like to cook? Or what are you trying to learn to cook better? Um, I'm definitely trying to make the steak better. I mean, I feel like you can always work hard on your steak, but I think my specialty is like deer tenderloin. I think I'm pretty, oh. think I'm pretty good at it. Uh, how do you, now, how do you do that? You, you so just, it? No, I just sear it on both sides and then just put it in the oven for a little bit, bake the middle, middle, ready to go. So you always have deer meat in the freezer, probably? We have a deep freezer, and at one point this year, I think we had, <laughs> I want to say like four deer at the house up here. Do you get, like, when you get it processed, you get all the things, like, you get sausage, burgers? Um, Not really the sausage, I'd say. I, I'm kind of more basic. I just get, like, cube steak, like, burger, tenderloin. I've never had the cube steak. I've had burger, sausage, about anything else you can you a, you a deer jerky guy? Oh, yeah. My my brother loves it. I mean, some of my best friends are huge deer jerky guys. So it's it's phenomenal stuff. Now, now when you're going to do a steak, are you... How are you doing that? You sear in to give us the rundown. So I bake it first in the oven, like let it get. Okay. And then I just sear both sides. I think 
It's like a, a reverse sear. A reverse sear, that's right. See, I haven't tried that yet. It's pretty mm. good. I'm going to check that you out. You going like a marinade or? No, sir. It's more of like a garlic, salt, pepper. That's pretty much it. Basic. Just nice and, no, nice and easy. I, I like it. I like it. All right, let's get Miss Hopkins' other questions here. Um, what is your go-to positive quote when you need some inspiration? Mm. Are, you, are you not a quote guy? I'm very a quote guy, but I think my mom can kind of get me motivated when I need it. Yeah. I feel like she can shoot me a text or my dad can shoot me a text. I don't really have like a certain quote, Yeah, I'd say. So you talk to your parents a good bit about oh, yeah. just how things are going? Yes, sir. We talk pretty much every day. All right, and her other question, baseball questions, go back to the diamond. Which pitcher or pitchers are the most fun to catch? And I don't know if you can take that however you want. That can be um, in-game. That can be messing around, practice during the week, whatever. I think Veach. I think Veach is probably the most fun because I don't know what he's going to do after the inning. He's, <laughs> he's crazy. So I, The swag wall. Yeah, I don't, I don't know what's coming. Right. I don't know what's going to happen, but. I think he's the most fun because, I mean, I think he's, I mean, anybody can see he's probably the most intense. He's, yeah. He's pretty intense as a dude, so. What about the actual pitches themselves? Like, take away the person, just straight up pitches. Like, it can be most fun, most challenging. I mean, some of those guys, we got some movement going on. Definitely. I think, like, Noah Hall's changeup. Because, mm -hmm. I mean, I, I think his changeup is harder to catch than beaches because I think Veach can like put it wherever he wants where Noah's just kind of like not just throwing it where like wherever but I think he he has like less time like a less of a I don't know what I'm trying to say like he has a harder time controlling it than Veach I'd say yeah so I think it's probably harder to catch but I think Veach's change was pretty fun pretty we, fun when we had uh so we had Meredith McFadden on and she was telling us about Nick Proctor's bullpen routine. That sounds fun. Uh, so I don't, I haven't caught Nick's bullpen oh, routine. Yeah, Nick, you haven't seen it? I haven't seen it in a while, but I know when Nick comes in the game, his, his stuff's pretty weird, so. <laughs> I mean, but you know what it is, right? The, the actual routine? I think he throws a coffee can and. Well, he used to. Oh, he doesn't do that anymore. He now crushes it on his head. Oh, okay. There's, there's been a change. Oh. All right. And there's there's some pink something going on there. I can't. It's probably his glove. Yeah, his, his gloves pink. Gloves pink. Mm -hmm. And then he has the uh, yeah. So he has some type of cold cold brew coffee or something in a can, and he drinks it in between pitches, and then he crushes it on his head when he's done. Yeah, he used to slam it against the wall. Okay. Uh, yeah. I'll have to look into that. Yeah, I I want to go see it now because I mean you can you can stand right up there. That you know, that just watch. further reinforces pitchers are weird. <laughs> yeah. Well, and, Nick, and Nick's coming from Cal Berkeley, you know, a little different vibe, oh, whatever. Y'all yeah. have some really interesting personalities on your team. That's that sure. is a true statement. <laughs> He's looking at me like that's that an is, understatement. Yes. Who's we, the weirdest? Oh, man. Uh, that might be hard to say. It might depend on the situation. It definitely does. Because like, you get a little weird on your uh, celebrations sometimes. I do. Like, I think some people look at me like I'm weird. That's okay. I don't know. It definitely does depend on the situation, though. Even even you have some guys that even seem like straight laced, but then you have like, remember we were we were uh, we had Ethan Petrie in here, mm -hmm. and he's like looking at the uh, the Darth Vader slider on the mixer, and he geeks out on Star Wars for like fifteen oh, yeah. twenty minutes. I mean, this definitely depends on 
the situation. Like I said, like everyone can act as tough as they want, but if something comes up, they're they switch really quick. So what about the best? Who the best trash talker? Who's the best trash talker on the team? In a joking way, I'd give it to David Cromer, but I think when it like comes down to it, probably Veach. Yeah, Veach is intense, man. He, he Absolutely is. love it. But there, there's, I mean, Noah Hall. I mean, there's Will's intense. Oh, yeah. And a lot of them. I think just in general, a lot of y'all are intense. All right, so last couple minutes with you. Um, still a lot we probably aren't even going to get to in this hour, but um, obviously next game up for you, we've got the midweek game at Winthrop tomorrow night. And then SEC series-wise, there'll be some more games in between these, obviously, but at Kentucky – at Arkansas, and then finishing up at home against Tennessee in time for the SEC tournament. Obviously, it's a challenge every week. I mean, Kentucky and Arkansas have been really good teams. Tennessee scuffled a little bit, but they're now heating up, of course, right in time. But y'all y'all are banged up right now, uh, Cole, but but how do you feel? Obviously, the season's gone really well, but what's, what's kind of your outlook for the rest of this year? I think that yeah, we might be banged up, but I think that the people we put on the field will give us a chance to win. I genuinely do. I think maybe, I mean, I don't think there's a hole in our lineup, even with four or five guys out of the lineup. I mean, it is what it is, and we just got to deal with it and play our game and have fun. What is what is Mark Kingston's message been to you guys lately as you deal with, you know, just the kind of win-anyway mentality? Like, does he keep it all pretty even? Is he more trying to motivate you guys or just, hey, let's just go play our game? I think he's probably pretty even. I'd have to say, like, he's always he's always even-keeled and just kind of telling us, like, hey, like, this is what we got. We're going to do it. So yeah, I think that's it, though. All right, Cole. Well, thanks so much for hanging out for, with us for a little bit. You're going to miss a lot of uh, great insight. And we uh, wish you the best of luck and certainly the team best of luck as you guys wrap up the regular season and uh, hopefully have a great postseason as well. Yes, sir. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. All right. That'll do it for today's edition of the Garnet Trust Hour. Coming up next, the Gamecock Central Takeover Hour, presented by Firehouse Subs, 107.5 The Game.